Welcome to Midsummer and Autumn Methodist Church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And so this passage from Luke's Gospel on the road to Emmaus, it's entitled, it's probably a passage that I've preached upon uh, the most in my short uh, preaching career, as it were. Um, and there's lots of stuff we could draw out of this passage. We could draw out the fact that uh, Jesus had the conversation with the disciples along the road. You might have been struck by uh, when Jesus was invited in, or maybe when Jesus broke bread, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, and then when Jesus disappeared from the disciples. Or you might have been struck by the way that the disciples then went straight back to Jerusalem to tell uh, everyone else about what had happened. But uh, the preachers amongst you might be uh, screaming at me to preach on one of those uh, areas, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go slightly different. And it's a couple of verses in this, uh, in this reading which might seem like fine detail, might seem like a bit of a scene setting. And it's this right at the start, the first couple of verses. Now that same day, two of them uh, were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And so I was wondering, I spent um, this week when I was preparing for this sermon, just wondering about what these disciples were talking about. Maybe they were talking about uh, yesterday's football match and uh, the latest transfers that are going on. Maybe they were talking about uh, politics, what was happening in their politics at the time. Maybe they were talking about uh, the latest celebrity scandal that has been hitting the newspapers. There's a part of me which thinks that probably didn't happen. But what I think that they were talking about uh, was everything that happened in what we call Holy Week. From uh, Palm Sunday when Jesus rose into Jerusalem all the way through to the resurrection. And this would have been a time where the disciples just reflected upon all of those events. And I'm imagining if I was one of those disciples in that conversation, the main topic of conversation about all the things that happened would be, well, what now? What next? We've sort of heard that Jesus is resurrected, but what next? What's the next steps for us? And it's something that maybe we uh, are experiencing at the moment. Uh, we've had uh, Holy Week, we've had the highs of Easter Day, and then we sort of have this sort of lull before we get to Pentecost at the end of May, where we sort of think, well, what's next? What's now going to happen in the Christian calendar? Of course, we keep on celebrating uh, Easter every Sunday, but there's this question of what now? And that question of what now is so applicable to our lives. There's three facts about me which I hope you already know. I'm not a homeowner, I am not married, and I do not have any children. 
I hope to you who know me well that this isn't a great revelation to you this morning. But I imagine that once you buy a house, you furnish it, you decorate it, and you settle in, you sit down and you think, well, what now? Maybe you're getting married and you, you plan everything and you finally have that big day and you go for your honeymoon and you come back and you sit down and you think, well, what now? Maybe you've had children and they've grown up and they've left the house and you sort of sit down and think, well, what now? We'll get a dog, maybe. But there's that question of, well, what now? I haven't experienced any of those uh, scenarios, but after university, I uh, left university and hit the big wide world. And there was this question of, well, what now? What do I do next? And whilst that might be applicable for those situations, I feel like the situation we're in, in our present society, in the coronavirus pandemic, we were asking our politicians, our journalists are asking, well, what's next? What now? What's the next stage of lockdown? And so I think it's important for us as Christians to be asking that question of what now about the church, about the big churches in the worldwide church, the Methodist church, but also our church in Midsummer Norton. What is next? What now? What's the next thing to happen? And so I believe that God is saying to us uh, this morning that there's going to be a new season that's going to dawn. A new season where more and more people are going to come and come to Christ. And that God is going to work even more and more. This might be something that the disciples were thinking when they were asking, well, what now? What's, got, what's God got planned for us now? And they might have been praying about that. And so I uh, encourage us to pray about what is the next step. And so for us as individuals, we hear from this Isaiah reading about what is the next step. And it's that famous verse, verse 31, uh, that we sung about earlier in our song. It says, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. And I think that's a really important thing. When asking the question of, well, what now? I feel like God is saying to us, wait upon me. Wait upon me and get that fresh strength. For I feel like God is saying, when, when normality is resumed, whatever that looks like in our society or in our churches, that things are not going to be the same. But if you wait on me, you will get that fresh strength, that strength that is needed to get along in that new season, that new chapter of our lives. And so it's important for us just to stop. We've got plenty of time at the moment, but it's important for us just to stop. And just to pray to God, to ask him for that fresh strength. For we won't get that fresh strength if we do not wait upon God. 
It doesn't say those who don't wait upon God will get that fresh strength. It says God will, if you wait upon God, you will get fresh strength. I'm not sure whether you've watched much sports matches recently. They've been sort of replaying uh, these matches on BBC and uh, some of them I've never watched before. And just like when I'm watching a sports match in normal uh, times, you can sense uh, the pressure is building. You can sense that at any time a goal might be scored. You get those sort of peaks and flows in sports matches where you can see that momentum is changing from one side to the other. Just like when I'm playing cricket, we're in the field and you can just sense something that is that there's a momentum change. It's that commentator's phrase, isn't it? That um, something has to give. Something has to give in this situation. And so you can just sense when you're playing, but also when you're watching sport, that something's gonna happen. Maybe you don't watch sport, so maybe another illustration might be um, when you feel like there's a thunderstorm about to happen. You can see that the clouds are building. You can see that they are getting greyer. You can see outside that it's getting darker and darker. You can feel the humidity. You can smell the acid rain about to fall. You can hear the crackles of thunder from miles off. You can sense that the atmosphere is changing. Very quickly, things will change. And so that's what I think that God is saying to us in this moment, is that the atmosphere is changing. That things will be different. Things will change after uh, this coronavirus pandemic has been sorted out. That things will never be the same again. And just like if you were outside during a thunderstorm, you don't want to be outside with just a, with just a shirt and shorts and flip-flops on if you're not ready for that change in atmosphere. But if you're outside with a coat on and some wellies on maybe, then you're ready for it. You're ready for that change of atmosphere. And so when asking this question, just like the disciples must have been asking as they were walking down this road in this conversation about the things that had happened. And when they were asking, well, what now? What is the next step? When they were thinking about, well, actually, we need to ask God about what that next step is. They needed to be ready. That's the third thing that they needed to do. They needed to be ready for what happened next. And that was obviously Jesus. Uh, appearing to them. They obviously weren't ready for it because they were pretty surprised about what happened. And so for us, at the moment, as our churches are in our houses rather than in the church building, we need to be thinking about well, what now? What's next on the journey? We need to be praying and we need to be thinking to God and just wait upon him to see what he has got for us in this new season. On Wednesday night, we had our encounter group uh, via the powers of technology, and uh, St. James Roberts of Westfield fame had a brilliant quote that I had to steal. And he said, pray on it, uh, otherwise 
what's the point? Pray on it, otherwise what's the point? And I feel like at the moment that should be a motto for this next stage, this next sort of changing of seasons, where the atmosphere is changing, where people are questioning what is going on, that we as a church need to stand up and be ready to answer those questions, but also to be ready to open our doors uh, once we get back to normality and to let everyone in. And so we need to pray on it. We need to wait on God for it. Otherwise, what is the point? And so God, I think, is saying to us that they're in this situation at the moment where we are asking, well, what next? When we are waiting, waiting on God and when we are getting ready for this next new challenge, this next new season, I think that God um, is saying to us that there are drivers, but there are also passengers in this journey. There's the drivers who will do these steps. They will ask the question to God about what, what now, Lord? What have you got planned for this new season? They will wait upon God and get that fresh strength that we need. Because without that fresh strength, then we're not going to be ready for this new season. Those are the drivers, the people who really ask God, who really get close to God. And it's my favourite phrase, but tap into what he says. But then there's also the passengers. The passengers who will just sort of sit back and relax throughout this um, stage. And then when we get back to our churches, uh, wherever we worship, there'll be those passengers who just aren't ready, who, aren't, who don't have that fresh strength for this new season, and who are just trying to keep up with the rest, who are following the sheep. And so I feel like God is encouraging this, us this morning to be those drivers, to be proactive, to, to, to tap into what God has to say for us um, at the moment, ready for this new season. And through that process, we get to know God's heart. We get to know what he's thinking, what he's planning, both as a church, how we operate once we get back, but also as individual, uh, individuals where whether God is calling us to a certain area of the church that we might not have thought about before. Maybe he wants us to do something differently. Maybe he wants us to take something up that we uh, hadn't thought about. But we don't do this. We can't do this if we don't wait for him. For it says in that Isaiah reason, we have to wait upon the Lord and get fresh strength. And then it goes on to say that because of that, you'll spread your wings like weagles, that you will run and uh, you won't get tired and you will walk and you don't lag behind. For you'll be ready for the new challenge, you'll be ready for the new season, you'll be ready for the change of atmosphere. And so I feel like God is just saying, just give it a go. Give it a go. My motto that I've sort of adapted and stolen from Mike Pudovacci is when he's always saying, well, just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? And so I encourage you this week to just wait upon God, to ask that question of him about what is next? What is coming, Lord? You can sense around us that this atmosphere is changing, but what next? And ask for him for that fresh strength.
so that you are ready for this next stage of church, but also of our next stage of our relationship with God. Amen.